Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Skull Sessions and before we kick off, a big shout out to Rising Sun Glory, our main sponsor, who craft some fantastic beers here in Cork, guys, if you're ever in the city. Nicholas, Danny, check it out, man. Beautiful stuff. Right, here we are with EF, guys. I've been looking to get these guys on the show for a few months. I have been chatting to Nicholas on and off. We finally got it happening. So Nicholas and Danny, lads, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. As I said, big fan, guys. As you can see, maybe there's some of the albums here behind me, and I have one of my favorite post-rock albums. Ah. This is this is an absolute beauty, an absolute gem. But look, even before we get to those, congratulations, lads, on the new album. Thank you. Uh, we salute you, you and you. Jesus, like, it has everything that I would have expected from EF. You know, does that trademark sound like you're grand, emotive, melancholic, but yet still uplifting, if you know what I mean. I know there is a tud, touch of melancholy about it, but there's always these uplifting moments, you know, and this album really carries a lot of that, lads. Tell me about the album title, firstly. Where did that come about? Uh, I don't know. I, I think we, we always like to play with words in some way and um, and and try to, to give words a new meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and not, we're not really fancy that the really long, typical post-rock type yeah. of yeah. titles that, that maybe other bands really, really fancy. But this time we, we thought that maybe we need to do an album that is actually not only for us. Okay. Um, also, also for our audience, because I mean, we've been doing music for ourselves for 20 years and mm-hmm. now it felt like our comeback album yeah, might yeah. might might need uh, uh, a new target maybe we do it for someone else and not only for us maybe okay. it's not only our own emotions that need to to get out there maybe we need to embrace actually all the people that did with us for 20 years and, and made okay. it possible so it was a sort of nearly an acknowledgement to everybody who stood by you for the 20 years and who's been part of the process and part of the support fee yeah i mean kind of because because without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not doing this full time. We're doing this as a hobby. And, yeah. and it, it's extremely, we're extremely lucky to have people that actually want to join us in our hobby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we, would, if we would do this uh, as a band trying to make a living on the music, maybe we, sh- we would expect people to follow us and, and, mm-hmm. and come to every show and, and, and give us their money and buy mm-hmm. our albums. But now it's more like, Oh, let's let's hope someone still remembers us. <laughs> let's hope someone will buy this. Let's hope <clears throat> let's hope those guys in 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 East Germany will will enjoy this part of the song because exactly. <laughs> I mean, Danny, would you agree? Like, I mean, you were yeah, away for yeah, five that, years. I was a five year. Yeah, five years. I, I was thinking about like like every time you go out and tour or people writing to us on uh, social media that people that actually been with us for 20 years it's really hard to to grip like i can't i can't really understand it and yeah. some of them knows our history much better than we do uh-huh. they they have stories about our songs yeah that yeah it's their own stories and we didn't it's it's so beautiful to like be a part of uh, of of their their world and and knowing about how they feel when they listen to like Hello Scotland or yeah, it must be it must be a humbling, humbling thing, lads, isn't it? You know, to be able to to have the talent in the first place to write the music, right? 
And then to have people, like you said, Danny, experience things in life, whether it be hardships or triumphs and whatever, and they can relate it to your music. I mean, that must give you guys a fucking incredible lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like what uh, makes us keep going going on, I, I guess. So, so like, yeah. yeah. That, like, w- when I hear stuff, like, people say, okay, I listened to this song a lot when I was, like, feeling like shit. I mm. didn't know that if I wanted to keep on with my life or, yeah, people write those kind of things. And it's so hard to understand or grip that what we made in our tiny, tiny rehearsal space actually touched someone and made them feel in in a certain way. There you go. Like such an impact, something so small has just this ripple effect, isn't it? You know, would you reckon the same, Nicholas? Have you the same sort of feeling when you look back in it all and and you say like, you know, all these albums that you've written, like, and people take so much from them, you know? I mean, it's, it's probably not even your intention in the first place to write with that in mind, am I right in saying that? It's written as a personal journey for yourselves first and foremost. Yeah, I think I think uh, our previous albums were written for us and for the for the cause of our emotions to, to get out in the songs. And yeah, if you wrote the songs during the, the dark winter times in, in in Sweden when it's coldest, yeah, you know it from Ireland probably. It's the same. <laughs> but I mean, uh, that, that will affect the songs to maybe become more dark. And and, yeah. and, and, um, and when we when the spring comes and the sun comes out and the birds start singing, then you start to write the more happy mm-hmm. melodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But nowadays when we wrote this album, it didn't really feel that we were actually affected that much by what was happening maybe. Okay. Uh, emotional wise we were more more happy that we were actually t- together as a band again yeah and and let that affect us and and uh, as i said we were not really writing this only for ourselves for once mm-hmm. felt like more that we were writing an album for for everyone that was involved in it and as danny said earlier like a lot of people tell us stories and they have their own memories they have their first kiss or their their last kiss maybe yeah, uh, yeah. To, our, to our music and and when we've been off this scene for now five years and come back down to to germany or belgium and still it's still the same people but five years older they're coming up to us and like telling us new stuff uh, about how they feel about our 20 year old songs not not maybe the new songs but more <laughs> it's, the it's old cra- ones it's crazy yeah, it's, like, like, it, it, it's, yeah, it's crazy it's, it is it's, it's hard to grip and and but that's what makes it funny. I mean, we're not doing this as a living, and and for us, those those small stories make much more sense than much yeah. much else. So tell me, guys, the, the five year hiatus that you had. So I mean, was there any specific reason why you felt the need to take a break, or why you did take a break? I think the 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 first reason was that we didn't really make any new music for for a few years. We, we released an EP in two thousand sixteen which were kind of like really hectic thing mm-hmm. that we really didn't think through enough. Maybe we just wanted to get something new out to show that the EF were still alive. And after that, we toured with old, with old music and, mm-hmm. and it was fun to tour of course, but we felt that 
the the, the interest in, in in the band within the band and yeah. what was somewhere else. Uh, people started to get kids, oh, yeah. bought houses, uh, moved out of the city. Uh, yeah. We didn't see each other as much as we needed to. And and in 2018, Danny wasn't really with us uh, on the last tour. Uh, he can tell you yourself afterwards. But but uh, that was also kind of a reason why we felt that maybe we just need to take fade time. out <laughs> take some yeah, time off yeah yeah and uh, with the pandemics uh, it made it much easier to just okay yeah, yeah. not to be around <laughs> no it's true i mean like like you said nicholas like if at that stage before you finished for a while the hiatus i mean 15, 12, 13, 14, 15 years together as a band is a long, long time to be able to keep it going. And like you mentioned earlier, like this was something apart from your own regular lives, lads, you know, you have kids, you have families, work. There is, I think, like there is a stage for every band, I think, that that's undergoing, no matter who they are or no matter how big they are. There is a time where they need to take a break, don't they? Of course. Like Danny, Nickus was touching on something you wanted to sort of mention with regards to the last five years. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've talked so much about this, but in Swedish, so it's, <laughs> it gets, uh, yeah, it's, it makes it a bit more difficult. No, but, but I, I always suffered from like uh, uh, mental illnesses. Okay. Uh, and uh, yes being medicated for it for my whole uh, grown up life and um, but somehow I like mm, I managed by drinking tons of alcohol or doing drugs mm. and um, yes yeah, some, something happened in 2018 and I I don't really know but I I ended up at the at a hospital and I was there like uh, for three months at, at first I came home for a week like and that changed my entire life mm -hmm. I didn't I was I wasn't really aware of what I was doing I was like doing things like in a medical fog yeah. um, and then I ended up at the hospital again and uh, yeah but but I, I got like help for it so um so um nowadays like when, when i play with ef like uh, nicholas and thomas and all the other guys that they, they, they are so um they know about my situation they they know everything so um they 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 try to make it like the, the the best way possible. Like when when mm -hmm. when we rehearse or so. Okay, maybe maybe I go for a rest for a while. Then I come back and we rehearse and and like when we tour, I often get like a single room because I yeah I need some okay. time to go away and like just ease my mind. So yeah, and I I don't drink or do drugs since like uh, a few years back. So okay. that's that's really what I. I, yeah, I need to like stay all sober mm -hmm. to like keep, uh, yeah, keep safe. Of course, of course, yeah. I mean, like, you're you're one of many, Danny. Don't think for a second that it's something that's 
you know, that, that isn't heard of. Like, I mean, so many people suffer and struggle. And again, during the time of the pandemic, didn't fucking help anybody with regards mental illness and being alone and, you know, everything that goes with it and coincides with, with all that. Like, I mean, the main thing being you're on the other side of it now, you're fighting back. Yeah, like that was the best thing. Like when, when Nicholas contacted me during the pandemic and said, like, should we just just get together and see what will happen? Mm-hmm. And we didn't know if we were going to write some new music or just hang out for coffee or so. But yeah, everything felt like, OK, now we're here together again and it feels really good and it's easy to make music again and it's fun. So I don't yeah. even think you. I don't even think you even owned your 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 gear any longer. Nay, 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 nay. <laughs> You sold everything. Yeah, yeah. You had to, you had to really start from scratch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If there was ever a fresh start, that was the one. So then, yeah. I mean, Jesus, man. And so, like again, the writing process sold as for the for the latest album. Was it easy? The fact that you know you have you all made a conscious decision to get back together again and give it a shot. Or did you find it tough with that sort of hiatus hanging over your heads? I, I don't think the hiatus was the, the hard thing. It was more the when, when Dan was actually recovering from his illness mm-hmm. and we were in contact again on, on, and he seemed interested to actually do music again. And I felt like maybe maybe we should just do it without any any big plans at all. Okay. Very unpretentious. Like rent one of these uh, ready, ready rehearsal spaces with sh- shitty drum kit and some really shitty amplifiers, and we can just go in there because Danny didn't own anything anyway, so we couldn't bring stuff <laughs> to our <laughs> own place. So we just went there for three hours, like every second Sunday, and and we got so much music going, like a lot of melodies and and bits and pieces that we used. We haven't been doing any real new music for almost eight years. Okay. Yeah. Since, since yeah. the EP. Yeah. So we were like, fuck this, it's just flowing. But uh, due, due, due to our old old brains, and, <laughs> and we, we, we needed to record everything because like two weeks later, we didn't remember what we had been doing. So our <laughs> iPhones were packed with like, ideas and sounds yeah ideas yeah and and it sounded shit because yeah these rooms were not really made for recording stuff yeah but but some of those parts actually became more more song friendly and and when eric sitting up in stockholm got some kind of demos he started to do his his parts on it and sent back to us and we're like oh maybe maybe it's starting to to become songs okay so i think the writing process went pretty smooth in in that uh, way that we actually mm-hmm. we just got shit out we didn't we didn't really discuss that much we didn't fight and, and became... I suppose yeah you probably didn't overthink it too much um, Nicholas which is probably a help yeah. and Danny like you were just throwing some shit together which in, in essence became the nucleus of it all you know you're able to work with the ideas that you had but like that time apart you know it's, some bands will either crumble and they just run out of ideas others just like you said, you could have some great ideas and you forget them two weeks later. Yeah. But I mean, from what I can see, this album, the ideas and the freshness in it definitely carry through. So I think, you know, hats off to that, to all of you. you know, this album is really incredible. There's one track I want to talk about, um, Him Of. Mm. And that vocal 
that's in there. That's that scream. We call it a screaming vocal, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And it's another layer that I've never seen or heard before in your music. Can I ask where that came from? Was it was it an idea that you always wanted to toy with, or was it a case of like we we, we did it quite a lot to live? Um, yeah, but like more in a uh, no spontaneous way. It, it just just came. Just happens. Yeah, 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 it just happens. Uh, but yeah, it, it never happened on recordings. But and and it's quite strange since we all come from like the hardcore hardcore background. Mm. Um, and I, I thought about it quite a lot um, earlier that, it, yeah, that would, that it would suit, suit us, like, because I really like what we did now with this album. Mm. There are two, there are two tracks uh, where we scream and it's just for a little, little brief, uh, yeah, brief second and, but it adds, adds to it. It does indeed, yeah. 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 I always think that there's there's a stage where you, there's so much emotion that you're trying to put across that, you know, an instrument can bring you so far. But like in life, a fucking scream is needed just to push it over the edge, you know, to give it that extra little oomph, like, and yeah. it, it makes I, a huge I think difference. we did it like in the middle of the night. Um, we were all tired. Mm. I think Nicholas and Thomas were probably drunk. Probably, and, <laughs> probably, <laughs> and 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 then Nicholas just said, "Yeah, yeah try to scream, try to scream. Uh, what should we scream?" And and then Nicholas just wrote something, uh, "Try this," and then all of us tried uh, try to scream. I think so. It all of yeah. us scream. Yeah, I, I I scream the most. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. So so that was something that really okay. came in a moment. That's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. I was always, I was, I was curious because I spoke about this with a band I interviewed before. There, I interviewed Black and their album El Tal Desia. Beautiful album. Again, never had vocals, but they had this one track where the screams came in, and it just blew my mind. So this just brought me right back to that when I heard it on Him of, which is a great thing, guys. We talked earlier there, twenty years, lads. You know, and it's like two decades is such a fucking long time, like. And I suppose when you think back to it at the start, you know, you were probably influenced by, I don't know, the likes of explosions in the sky or whoever it was. And I suppose when you look at it now 20 years later, you know, I know you're influencing younger bands, you know, everyone's talking about yeah. your influence on them. How does that sit with you? Are you comfortable with that? Do you, do you like to hear that? Yes. Sir. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it, it feels very strange to be an influence, uh, but but we, we 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 were quite when we, when we started there wasn't a lot of it feels like the post rock scene has really was really booming a few mm. la years later okay yeah but yeah. like when, when we were trying to get into it it felt like there were some american bands like maybe caspian and this will destroy you there was very tiny back then mm -hmm. and and uh, we felt like one of one of the few in in our parts of at least Scandinavia that, that were active because uh, because we never really had a scene in Sweden for this kind of yeah. music so we we come from the hardcore scene and and but we try to fit into the in the in the music scene because the indie scene is much bigger in, in Sweden so it's okay we, we try to get our foots in there somehow yeah, to get yeah. shows and stuff because the hardcore people didn't like us because we were 
too melodic, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the indie people thought it was too too aggressive. So so we had a hard time to get shows in in Sweden. And so we started to we started to tour even before we had our our first. We only had like a demo, and we started to tour. We did like a three week tour, and we felt like fuck. This music scene is way bigger in 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 a where were we like in in Sheffield or somewhere. Mm. Uh, and uh, like there's actually people coming here that that like this kind of music it's, <laughs> this is great now we have to continue and we we wrote hello scotland directly after our first uh, tour through through uk okay because we did three shows in scotland and and it was so beautiful because we had like really shitty van and we had really long drives and we had to get up super early and drive through the foggy landscapes and and uh, and uh, when we got home and we we just felt like maybe we need to f- focus on this kind of music that uh-huh. no one else is enjoying here. Yeah. But of I course see. you had a, you had the explosions in the sky and you have the cigarettes and you had all those big bands, but uh, Mogwai, for example, but, mm-hmm. but uh, for us, it felt like we were quite unique when we, when we came, of course we weren't the only band, but we yeah. felt like we, yeah. we were quite, quite early at least. Danny, would you agree with that? Looking, um, looking back. Yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, we, we never get got like uh, appreciation in in Sweden. We couldn't play anywhere, and and, uh, and we still have a hard time finding good shows in Sweden. Uh, but like, just just leaving uh, Scandinavia, then it's a total different, yeah, way. Yeah, and it's it's an amazing thing because there's so many great Swedish post bands out there. I mean. I've I've interviewed Sagar Samleder Maslurit. I've interviewed Oh Hiroshima, A Swarm of the Sun. I mean, to me, those names are fucking huge, like and how they can't fill out a decent sized venue in a country like Sweden sort of baffles me because the guys said the same thing as you lads, that they had to look mm-hmm. further afield to to get the re- that recognition to get people turning up, you know. I I still can't get my head around it, you know. I mean, we're an island nation, so we do find we it's harder because you're really mm. caught because of the water, obviously. Like, but and I suppose yeah. you're the same. Like, I mean, if you're mainland Europe, it seems to be the place to be because it's easier yeah. to travel and it's easier to get from country to country, city to city, isn't it? To promote yourselves. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when we were starting up, there were of course bands in Sweden as well playing, like Jennifer Rever from mm. from the Stockholm area. Uh, you had uh, PJ Lost had just started out, I think, mm. uh, and. Scraps of tape from Malmö. So there were bands around, uh, but but no real scene. Everyone was going out to Europe nice. to play. No, no, no one in Sweden tried to help each other to, to actually make it work. It was more like acceptance let's meet, of that. Let, wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's meet in Berlin instead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> do, the way. do a show together in Berlin. <laughs> and that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, was there ever a chance? Do you think if yourselves. PG Lost got together and said, right, let's, let's make a go out of here. Do you think it was ever going to happen? Did you think about that? Obviously I think that the, the, the scene right now would actually be pretty funny to see what happened because we, we played with Goddess and Astronaut in Stockholm and, and I wouldn't think that no one in Stockholm would know about Goddess and Astronaut. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe 200 people or something, but it was over 500 tickets sold. And and, wow. uh, and, and that shows that there is interest in, in, in Sweden. It's just you need to reach out to yeah. all those people that actually are interested. 
because mm. there's so much things going on in Sweden. It's a very trendy country, and it's yeah. it's like more following the trends and see what's yeah what bar okay. is opening and or what what brand is is cool right now. But the music okay. fans, yeah, of course the music fans are following trends as well. But music like post rock isn't really yeah based on the trending. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Danny, what do you think? Like, EF doesn't fit into the Swedish music scene as such at the moment, so because of... Did you ever think to yourselves, right, do we fucking tweak things a bit? Do we make ourselves a bit more Sweden-friendly? Are we adamant well, you well, were well, what well, you were? Actually, we, we thought about it because, like, the songs that get popular are often the songs where we sing, where, where it's yeah. vocals. Thomas has, has has a voice of an angel. Absolutely, yeah. a crying angel. <laughs> no, no, but it's we, a beautiful we, instrument, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we uh, yeah, he's a talented singer, and people appreciate when he sings. So we thought yeah. maybe we should just write more songs uh, where it's lyrics, but it's. Um, we, we don't know how to do that. We, we can't make like three minute songs. And <laughs> yeah, we have, we want to make them like long and would so take, take the listeners to different uh, landscapes and or soundscapes and, and all that. We want to drop and we want explosions. And yeah, we're not a pop band. Yeah. It we just wasn't in you basically. No, was it? We, we can't write pop songs. No, no. <laughs> not yet not, not yet. yet who knows we could see on the Eurovision or something in a couple of years time who knows yeah. <laughs> you'd never know look I'm going to give everybody a taste of some of your music lads from your latest album this track is Moments of Momentum it's the opening track if I'm not mistaken have a listen guys see what you think I'm assuming you've already heard it guys but here we go
So there you have it, guys. That is that beautiful track, Last Moments of Momentum, the first track on their new album, We Salute You, You and You. Guys, get a bit of touring talk, if you don't mind. I know you've just done a tour, maybe two weeks ago, was it? You went to Germany, Poland, Norway and Sweden. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Scandinavia. Unbelievable. With God as an astronaut for all the shows or just a few? Uh, we, did, we did one show in Bielefeld in, in West Germany by ourselves. And then we supported the Galicia Nationalt in uh, Leipzig, uh, Krakow, Gdansk, Stockholm, Oslo and uh, Copenhagen. Wow. Jesus, you remember those well. Fair play to you. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've been writing those down for uh, many times. <laughs> How do you feel, guys, being back out there playing live? And uh, obviously you enjoy the live environment, yeah? Yeah. Daniel, how do you feel? Sorry, I, I I I looked at something there, and mm-hmm. I <laughs> my my focus wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, we just thought about playing playing live. Do, do you enjoy that live environment? Is it great to be back out there playing live? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you get like, do you get a release? I, 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 yeah, I love to play live. Um, it's it's quite different to like play live being totally sober. I'd say because it's okay. a bit more difficult to like. I get so aware about everything. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think, why why did Thomas did like that with his shoulder? And what is is Nicholas trying to say something to me? Okay. So I get really like, yeah, aware of everything, and and that can be quite tiring. But I also enjoy being like total focus in the music so, mm. so it's like mixed but um yeah you, I, you feel I, like your your all your senses are heightened is it you would pick up on every little yeah little, yeah, yeah. But, but but of course sometimes i miss to like be a bit like um yeah uh, like a little bit tipsy to like get into the music and yeah i know what you're saying yeah yeah nicholas probably too like when you're on stage how does it feel too? Do you do you get lost in the moment, or are you very conscious of where you uh, are? Uh, the, the thing is with with the Goddess Nasmout shows now. It's since we were a support band, we usually start pretty early. We we didn't really have time to do a proper sound check and, mm-hmm. and relax for a few hours, have a have a beer and chat with some friends coming over or whatever. It was more like sound checking and um, directly after. We're done. They open the doors. People are coming in. Okay. We have to sell merch. We have to get ready, get dressed, uh, maybe eat some cold, cold food that was still laying around on, on some table somewhere. You know, th- there's a lot of things you need to do within like four to five minutes, one hour before yeah. you have to prepare and get up on stage. You you, you will never really having the time to get into the moment. Get you, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. when you, when you actually got up on stage, you were still like, oh fuck, this is. Uh, now we have to play. Uh, what songs are we starting with? <laughs> exactly the same song as the last three shows. So it's, it's <laughs> but it was still there was so much thing. You were so in you know in moments. But, of course. But but the nice thing with being a support band is like when you're done, you're done, and then you have like a few hours to just hang out and talk to people and yes. sell merch and and have your beers and and uh, still eat your cold food they're still laying around somewhere <laughs> so, the hidden so, side of touring uh, yeah so, so no there, there's like Nicholas, yeah. yeah yeah you can enjoy both 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 being a support band but also being the headliner and how did you find god as an astronaut obviously then being an irish band and being a favorite band of mine 
I can't, I've lost count of the amount of times I've seen them live, but did you find it something special to witness them live? And tour, they were more, touring they, were more they were more, they were way more aggressive live. I mean, we played with them in 2012, I think. And we met them on Dong Festival sometime. And yeah. so we, 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 our paths have been crossed uh, mm-hmm. through the years, but, but uh, the, they were more aggressive and more rhythmic yes. live. Yeah, then they are they are on record, which Absolutely. is yeah. I was a little bit surprised uh, by that, actually. I was just really impressed with the with them being so good, talented musicians. Mm-hmm. They sounded so good, live. Yeah, like, yeah, so professional, so, especially yeah. the young lad. Yeah, the the little boy. Yeah, <laughs> they had a boy with them. <laughs> a talented a talented bunch from start to finish yeah I, I mentioned as well in my last podcast and talked to a few of the guys that I just think they've gotten heavier their sound is definitely a bit more almost metal orientated less less synthesized maybe I don't know but I'm enjoying what I'm hearing Ghost Tapes and Epitaph are two fantastic albums I like that darker side that they seem to be leaning towards lately and again we're going to be seeing them in a couple of weeks time and you're going to be playing again yeah. with them yeah. yeah. Donk, so it brings you straight on to Donk, lads. I suppose Donk Fest, by the time this goes out, actually, Donk will be over, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, but um, I witnessed you, uh, was it 2018 or 2019? You played Donk. 2018 was it? 2018. Yeah. yeah. Amazing show, lads. And I'm not just blowing smoke up here, like, but it was a mind-blowing show. Better than I ever expected it. How did it feel for you? I, can you even think back to it? Is it something I mean, you back fondly on that Dunk Fest yeah. or that tour? Yeah, Danny wasn't with us on that tour, but uh, okay. yeah, but for for me personally, I yeah, you were there, so you, you probably remember that I, I jumped into the audience to That's play right. melodica, <laughs> which I I still cannot recall the the situation itself. I just can re- I can only like the things I've seen on on Instagram, yes, and people telling me that that was awesome, but. It was something that our, uh, our our guy, our sound engineer now, he, he was with us as a driver. I don't know why he didn't do sounds, but he was just a driver. And he he actually kind of mentioned that, wouldn't it be really cool if you played Melodica in the middle of the audience? <laughs> I was like, but in the middle of, it's, it's a very big tent. It's a lot of people. How the fuck should I get into the, the part is very short. How, how should I do it? Will people hear it? He was like, just do it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, I will try. And and when I did it, I was so fucking nervous. Just actually to get there because there was fences and stuff and I had to climb a little bit. But to actually play Melodica without my kids in a tent mm. closer to 1,500 people or, or how many was it? There? Yeah. I don't know. And get everyone to get seated. It, it was it felt like being it in the was, middle of the ocean, like a wave yeah. of human beings. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. It was one of those, it, yeah. a very, very memorable moment in Dunk folklore, I would think. You know, when yeah. people look back on Dunk experiences over the last decade or whatever, I mean, that show was really, really amazing. Did you get to enjoy the rest of that Dunk weekend? Are we in a... Uh, we, we usually never get to enjoy the Dunk weekend. We mm. usually arrive... And we hang out with all the people, and then then it's over. Yeah, we, we need to plan a full weekend. I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're it's it. 
Dunk show starts your tour, doesn't it? Your second yeah. span of dates, you know. So I mean, you're as soon as you're done, you're off again. I mean, this year, yeah, exactly. Are you going to get there maybe the night before or anything like that? Is there any thoughts of? No, we will early? get there super early instead. So yeah. we'll try to to enjoy the full day, and, and I think we have a pretty early stage time as well. So, right, looking I forward. Think it's six o'clock or something. Yeah, yeah. There, there's plenty of drinking has, has happened before six o'clock, so people will be well up for it. I would imagine. Can I also talk about the artwork, lads, on your albums? Because even if looking behind me here, we have ceremonies and morning, golden <clears throat> morning, and as I showed yep. already, give me beauty. Who is in charge of? deciding what type of artwork you go with or is it a, a group decision no i guess it, i guess it's me uh, in the beginning then i'm i'm getting inputs from the guys i'm not doing it myself uh, the game of beauty i actually did together with a photo an Amer- american photograph okay. for, that i can't recall his name i tried to looking up uh, it was some guy i met on myspace in 2000 for <laughs> MySpace, and, and we, we, yeah, and we and we exchanged some kind of MySpace messages, and, and I was saying that I'm, uh, I was playing in a post rock band, and we needed something for our demo, and he sent me some photo, which ended up to be that 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 mountain. But since MySpace doesn't it doesn't exist anymore, I can't, can't log back into and, and and see who the fuck he was. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it would be really funny because I don't think he understands that that it's us i don't even know if you like post rock music but uh, the other the other ones the, the morning of the morning and ceremonies and now also yeah. the we salute you is um, our friend stefan larson okay uh who is an illustrator uh, uh with it with a with the morning of the morning and ceremonies together with the delusions of grandeur ep we actually had some kind of storytelling in it because they kind yeah. of similar with the with the ships and the sailors and the and the watchtower and and yeah. uh, light lighthouse not watchtower yeah lighthouse. Like it, it's beautiful artwork I think it it, yeah. it it definitely defines and depicts your your sound you know I, I think you take you can take a lot from the artwork when it comes to listening to your albums you know I, I think they do they do go together very well they do join I, I, yeah I like that with with bands that actually yeah. have some kind of Connection between both. Idea, idea. yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 cool picture. Yeah, exactly. Music, lads, in general, what, what do you listen to yourselves at the moment? I mean, obviously you can't submerge yourselves constantly in post-rock, I'm guessing, or do you? Have you something you're listening to at the moment? Danny? Oi, oi, oi. Um... <laughs> check your Spotify list, maybe, or something. <laughs> see what, see yeah, what's on I... it. I, I keep it for my for my job as well. I, I work as a music therapist, so it's some very obscure songs there. Oh, but yeah. um, I listen to a lot of like Swedish pop indie, okay. uh, and I I listen to some jazz, uh-huh. um, like Coltrane, and uh, it must be old jazz. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, or older jazz, um, and but I'm a real sucker for for classical music. Okay, I, I really love um, uh, Beethoven and Wagner and Satie. Okay, stuff like that. Interesting, Nicholas. What about yourself? Yeah, I would also say that just that, that's why Dan is responsible for writing the arrangements of mm-hmm. all of the strings and horns because he's the only one who knows knows that kind of music style. Yeah. If it would, if it would do it, it would sound only like 
like pop 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 strings, but he's actually putting some. Well, I think we we even we even heard it in the track we just played there. Moments of momentum. Yeah. That section we played, beautifully arranged. You know. Yeah. That's all down to you, Danny. Take but the credit. That that part did Eric write, so okay. I, I can take credit for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, used, you transformed it into strings. Uh, yeah, on, yeah. On yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and, no, and Nicholas, what do you listen to? So, do yourself. What would you? What would you play this evening if you want to chill out and listen to something? Right, right before I, I, I started to talk to you, I was actually listening to Daft Punk released a ten years anniversary of their last album. Oh yeah, Jesus, ten years. Uh, with, with, oh. Yeah, with some strange uh, studio. Uh, it, it's some kind of bonus uh, version with, okay. with the studio ideas, which was funny to listen to. I, I really love Daft Punk. Yeah, a great band. Um, and no, I'm I'm trying to keep up with the with the modern post rock scene and see what bands are doing. I really love the new Mogwai album that came. What is mm. it? Two years ago, and I tried to follow the post metal scene to see what's happening with with that. Some there's, kind of there's a lot happening there, isn't there, Nicholas? The, the post yeah, rock way, way too much, so but many bands. Yeah, I'm trying to keep saturated. up with the, with with the, with the old old ones like Cult of Luna and and stuff like that that have yeah. inspired EF in you know maybe our more heavier songs or yeah. something. Yeah. But um, yeah, otherwise I'm not trying to to go too deep into the post rock scene because I I I I have enough of it with EF. So when when I was thinking music myself, so like yeah. Yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to fit in more. To I, I do a little bit of from your work, Radiohead. Yeah, maybe a little bit more of. Uh, starting to listen to a lot of funky world music. Okay, it's just. I oh, I just sorry, I Danny. I have a question for you, uh, music lovers. Um, from York, he has a new project. Right, uh, project, right? Okay. It, it was a question for for like you and and, and Nicholas. I don't do know. I, do, do I know the, the smile. project? Yeah, you mean is, is it smile? The the smile, yeah. The smile. Okay, okay. Yeah, thank you. That, okay. <laughs> thank you, Nicholas. Yeah, you got me out of a hole in here because I didn't know of it. Even though I would be a huge Radiohead fan, I love Tom York's voice. It's, yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It is a beautiful thing. But can we talk about Pelagic as well, guys? I mean, he joined force with Pelagic a couple of years ago. You had your own label, am I right? Let me say that. Yeah. So how did the Pelagic connection come about? I think it was more they we released two EPs on Pelagic and uh, Robin Robin who runs it uh, have always wanted us to, to join join them for a full album but we have the little we are touring we need to make as much money as possible on every sold album Yeah and giving away the rights for CDs. And now see, no one is buying CDs anymore. But 10 years ago, when people were still buying CDs, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a big deal to actually be able to, to, to gain like 80% of, of every sold CD yeah. and not giving, a, giving away and gaining 20%. So we, we wanted to do it ourselves as long as we were a touring band. And now when we're not a real touring band, we thought maybe we can just give it away and let someone else handle everything and we just okay. can focus on on doing shows the, yeah. the few shows we will do we can actually just yeah. focus on and, and not have to work with promotion and yeah 
and you're you're, you're in good company there with Pelagic, and uh, you got you got the right guys on your side, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he, the Pelagic had been growing a lot since since yeah. we were starting to talk. I mean, it's amazing what he's been doing out of out of just the ocean uh, mm-hmm. and with friends, and and now he's. Yeah, releasing yeah. a new new band you never heard of every every week. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's amazing. The, the newsletter comes in every week, and it's a new band. Yeah. And I'm saying, "Fuck it, how much more can I take in?" You know. But there you go. Like Danny, again, we talk about merchandise, the selling of merchandise, and having yeah. to have it at shows. How important is it for you? Yeah, well, well, it's 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 important, it's, especially for for those shows we did with the uh, supporting shows we did for. Uh, God is an astronaut because yeah. they get paid that much then as a sporting band, but like that's our income to mm. for what we sell at the merch stand. But like um, it feels like Niklas lives behind the merch stand. Uh, that's what where he hang out like most 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 of the, of the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, for the shows and after the shows and Niklas talked to like everyone mm. and do the selling and I I, I I I like that we sell stuff of course because we need to we need to get some food when we stop by uh, at the gas stations even hot, even hot food Danny huh yeah <laughs> and um, I often lay backstage in a couch reading uh-huh and while Niklas is uh, working, doing the hard work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that, I don't know. We, we won't say too much about whether that's, that's fair or not, Danny, that you're crashed out in the coach and Niklas is up front and center. But um, yeah, look, I just, I'm always curious to see how bands survive, you know, the bands in these scenes when it's a, it's a hobby more than a lifestyle choice, you know. And obviously the merch is a big thing. And I'm just wondering, like, when you go on tour, is that literally paying? For your day-to-day expenses, as you travel, yeah. is, is that how it goes? I mean, yeah, I mean, when, when what Dennis said, like when we're a support band, we go to Nesnot, we 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 are living out of the merch, of course. Mm. Um, but instead, we're paying for playing for five hundred people in Stockholm instead of fifty people. Yeah. So, so percentage-wise, you sell loads more of merch, but you get a lower fee. So. So, somewhere in the end it evens out and you have to calculate how, how if it's if it's worth it or not but yeah uh, is it, is it mean, selling we, well yeah i mean it, it is selling well i mean the, the people who listen to this kind of music is really into to merch and into yeah. buying albums especially vinyl nowadays uh, but also it feels like people want to carry a memory with them back mm-hmm. home yeah maybe they they have they listen to spotify and and but they want to bring a cd with their autographs on or or something just as a, as a memory of the show uh but but i think we we all have have our everyday jobs and we all make a living we, we're not really relying on the music to to make us pay the rent or whatever so with our short tours of five or six shows in a row yeah we the little money we get from the merch is maybe just evens out the production okay. cost of a, of, of a few studio days in, in the end or something yeah no it's not easy like i mean uh, you know I, I just have the utmost of respect for bands like yourselves lads who were around so long like as you know 20 years and 
to be doing it for the love of the music and for the respect of the people that listen to your music, you know, to still continue to do it because a lot of bands could just drop this and say, fuck it, we're not making shit from this. Let's just park it. But you don't, you know. And um, I don't know, I think it's an absolute credit to you guys, really is. I want to wrap up here with three session questions that I would have thrown your way, lads, last week, uh, just for a bit of fun. I'd be curious to hear your answers. First one, lads, what track would you like to do a cover version of if you had the option? Danny, yes. kick it off, man. Uh, it's it's Beethoven seventh <laughs> symphony, um, second movement. No, but but seriously, listen yes. to it, okay. and you will you will understand that that could it actually could... fit EF. Okay. So so Niklas, uh, we have to do it. Okay. So we will steal steal it. There's yeah. your home, your homework, Nicholas. No, take that out. <laughs> will, will it be a theft, or is it okay to use it because it's been dead for way too long? It's it's okay. It's okay. Okay. And Danny has officially cleared it. It's yeah. good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas, what would yourself? What would you like to do a cover version of our your own interpretation and in EF song? It's, pre it's pretty funny because we we've been talking about this and and there's so many songs that it, I've been listening to for way too long uh, and I thought maybe this song would be perfect in EF like in a post rock uh, yeah. way, but. All those songs are from pretty small indie bands from Sweden, which no one would understand that it would even be a cover. Okay, I guess. Which so. would make it pretty boring. But those are songs that I've been growing up with and, and been listening to a lot, and, and which means a lot to me. But I think with a, with a, in, in, if we go out to, to Europe and play them, no one would understand what, what's, if it's an EF song or if it's a cover song. We could <laughs> yeah. say it's an EF song. Yeah. yeah. But I think me and Danny has a lot of common common influences when it comes to, to music. And, and one band is uh, Fireside from Sweden. Uh, yes. They also made some kind of reunion now. Mm -hmm. But they, they've done some really memorable songs. And it would be really funny to do uh, uh, Left Russell. Okay. Check it out. I'll check it out. I have heard Fireside. The name definitely rings a bell. I would have seen their social media stuff maybe. Um, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Second question, guys. What movie or series would you like to hear one of your tracks played in? Beverly Can Hills, 902. <laughs> <laughs> is that back, is it? Uh, it, it's, it, it is actually back, but with different uh, casting. I, 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 I mean the, the original. Oh, God, the original. The, the, nine, the 90s one. Okay. But is it good now, though? Is it good? No, it's really, now it's really bad now. Yeah, oh, it is. It's, mm. yeah. These things never, they never work out when they come back after 20 years, yeah. unlike yourselves, of course. <laughs> but every band that was actually in the Beverly Hills were actually becoming really huge. It was oh, like yeah, a gateway yeah. for, for underground bands to, to play on that, that uh, diner. What was it? Pat's? Yeah. Pete's? Pat's? Pete. 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 Oh, I don't know. Pete. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's why that's why I threw this yeah. this why I threw this question in because I think it has opened doorways for so many bands. You know, hearing their songs on series or, you know, it can catapult the band like a, it's just I just find it an interesting question. Danny, did you answer that one actually? I only like um, I only like romantic comedies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not really true. No, it, it, yeah, it, <laughs> part true, um, but. I could see like two lovers in a high school movie. They don't know that they love one another. 
and then you hear a EF song and they, they feel a lot of pain and they're frustrated and but yeah th that's that's the, a high school a high school movie high school movie yeah we've heard that's the first for me on this show that's a great answer I like it third and final question guys name me a bucket list band that you would love to have played with or would love to play with support act or as a guest Mm -hmm. It would it would be smart to to mention something really big if, in case they hear this maybe they will pick us up. Jesus, hopefully, man, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> give it give it a go, Nicholas. Give uh, it a go just no, in case. no, I, I I think it it would be fun to play with with the. Uh, I, I I would say Radiohead then because those are fucking house gods of mine. Yeah. Mm. Like we, we we support last year we supported um, Mogwai and that was I would I would have answered this today, yeah. Uh, but now we already made that bucket list. Um, mm. um, but I was I was thinking about maybe like I don't listen to Coldplay, but I think that if we would support Coldplay, a lot of people would enjoy us. Yeah, I think, yeah, so. I, I, I think possibly they could. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying I'm going to sit on the fence on that one, Danny. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how that sits with me yet. <laughs> you, you, I think you're meaning the old Coldplay, not the, not the new ones. No, no, the old. Well, the, the old. old, went, the well, old. Look, there's a bit of credibility about the old Coldplay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we can accept that. <laughs> and and I would I would love to to like do a co-headlining show with Fireside uh, in Berlin because. Okay. Uh, yeah, like me and Nicholas been listening to them a lot, and and it would just be so. Uh, I don't know if it would be fun to to share stage with them because I don't think they're very fun people to hang out with. But <laughs> like music wise, it yeah, would be really is. really cool. Yeah, I get you. Oh, the curiosity, Danny, that Magway moment that when you did tour, was it everything you expected it to be? To hear them and see them and be part of their shows. Well, Were they, it, wasn't, it yeah. wasn't what I, uh, we, we, we played at the same venue, but we played uh, another stage, like okay. the okay. room. So it didn't really feel like we were supporting Mogwai. Yes. yes I, I, I would you. like to be there on their stage and mm -hmm. having them being angry with us. Oh, you have to move that. <laughs> you have to move yeah. that stuff. You, you, you get. Don't touch my guitar. Yeah, exactly. I, I would love to like experience that. And then they'll invite you on stage for the final track as well. Then Danny, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Okay. Danny, now you can come up for <laughs> um, uh, my father, and my king. Come up. <laughs> that could that happen. Never yet happened. As well. That could yet happen. Yeah, that, that never could happened. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's all my questions, guys. Come here. I want to thank you both so much, Nicholas and Danny, for coming on the show. As I said, I'm a big fan of your music, lads. This latest album, We Salute You, You and You, is really up there with everything you've done to date, you know. Nothing has dropped quality. It's all there, lads. And I just cannot wait to hear it live next week. I'm going to be witnessing it again next week. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. There you have it, guys. That is Nicholas and Daniel from EF. I'm assuming you've all heard of EF, lads, let's be fair. So check out all their albums, past and present there. Go to their Bandcamp page, support them with merch. 
and support them wherever they come into your city. Go see them as they're fucking amazing. Okay, that's it. I'll talk to you all in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks to Richie Dewey of the Metal Podcast who edits and produces the show as always. Big thanks to you, man. And see you all in a couple of weeks. Take care.